Hey, welcome to the Knowles 24-7 podcast. This is Brendan Sinone. Joining me, Josh Newberg, Chris Snee. Hail, hail. The gang's all here. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Forced fake sure. energy. I love it. It's real, Brendan. It's uh, real. Huh. This is real energy. All right. So, well, we do have uh, stuff to actually be excited about. We have commitment news. We have official visitor news. There's good stuff happening right now in the world of Florida State football. Uh you could actually see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel with this recruiting class. And then while it certainly hasn't shaped up to be the way I think that the FSU wanted it and that fans wanted it, you know, starting off the, the, the Willie Taggart era and the first full class under him, uh, there's room to, to do some good work here and to finish things off on a fairly high note and have a respectable class and, and hit a lot of needs. So we're going to get into what this big official visit weekend was. Uh, but first, a few house cleaning items, guys. Uh, remember, if you like the podcast, even if you just like, or so-so about it five-star review on itunes and subscribe please if you have like five minutes just go ahead and and do that 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 helps with the show's popularity and then uh, also we have a a special promo going on at knowles247.com if you aren't a member right now this is the perfect time to do it Uh, you buy one month you get five months free so it's basically six months for for ten bucks and and obviously you're coming in at the the right time with with recruiting news and we'll have a lot of inside information and vip stuff on on visitors, official visits, all that as as we march into the signing day here. So, all right, those are those are our obligations. So let's get into the fun stuff. Chris, I'm going to kick it off to you because you spent a lot of time on the last podcast talking about a kicker from Colgate County. That's right in Fitzgerald. And uh, lo and behold, uh, you foreshadowed correctly. FSU got a commitment from him, and and it feels pretty good to. Uh, I know it's I know it's a kicker, but like that's he's a darn good one, and and the current commits are excited to have him as part of the class. Yeah, it made sense to take a kicker. They wanted one either this year or next year. And, you know, if you got a really talented kid just up the road in South Georgia, why not go ahead and lock him up? You know what he is. You know what he can do. And he's running away back to home because home's far away. So FSU went ahead and extended the offer during the official visit. Ryan kept it kind of quiet until after the visit, put out the edit Sunday evening that he had committed Ryan Fitzgerald. I mean, that's their next kicker after Ricky Aguayo moves on from the program, and it has them set for the next four or five years at that position. So I think it was an intelligent take. I don't worry about the numbers because the numbers always work out. And, you know, if you're going to try to get a guy this year or next year at kicker, I think he was the most sure thing who's talented at that position that they could have acquired. And folks, just real quick, bear with us if we have any technical problems. We're all recording remotely, so you have three of us working on separate Skypes right now, and and Chris is way up in Havana where they don't get great internet. So if it cuts in and out, uh, that would be why. Uh, So hopefully that doesn't happen a whole lot here. Josh, any thoughts on the kicker before we uh, we move on? Mm, I made my case on why I thought they should have offered, why I thought they should offer him prior to the weekend. So, um I was pleased to see it. I thought that this was the time to just get that out of the way and do it. Like Chris said, um, it's not a guy that just popped up on the radar. I know a lot of fans are sitting here scratching their heads saying, whoa, he was a late addition to the visitor list. And uh, no, this is a guy that they've had their eyes on. Um, He was first on campus all the way back in March. So Mm. I like it, gets it out of the way. Guess what? Now we don't have to talk about kickers for probably like a year or two. (laughs) But what about punters? Well, it's punter season next, Chris. So just hold hold your horses, bud. 
someone get Bob Ferrante on the line ASAP. <laughs> and, he, and he's also a teammate with a couple of FSU's uh, top remaining targets, too. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, it certainly doesn't hurt to have, have guys from the same school on, you know, on campus at the same time during official visits. But, all right, now let's go over a couple of the guys who are currently committed to FSU that were on campus uh, as part of the official visit weekend. Uh, we'll start off with Kayvon Glenn. Uh, Chris, I'll let you talk about Kayvon because you got to catch up with him a little bit as he was leaving. Uh, it was kind of a weird uh, order of things, but it seemed like that was you know pretty much it was good to have him there to help recruit. And- well, wait, why don't you guys paint the picture of like what what you guys did on Sunday and how this how the official visits kind of ended? I think a lot of people have read the updates and stuff, but just like given the inside vibe of what it was like out there. Um, we've all been out there for junior days and talked about the excitement, but now that we're getting down to signing day, like what, what was the mood? I mean, kids were happy. They, uh, they kind of staggered the way they brought kids in on Sunday. So, you know, no more than like two kids were coming at the same time. Sometimes it would be four to six kids in the facility at any given time. And they would kind of stagger how they left. Um, and they did that from, I I think kids started showing up around seven 30 AM and that lasted till about 5 p.m. So it was a pretty long, lengthy day. But it allows, because they stagger it like that, it allows them to have a lot of personal time with position coaches, with other members of the staff, and then obviously have an opportunity to sit down individually with Willie Taggart and talk to them. Um, one nice thing for FSU this weekend, several signees from the December signing period came up and acted as recruiters. So that kind of helped. You know, anytime you have guys who can kind of be peer pressure in a good way, who can kind of talk about the program and who are fully invested in the program, it helps recruit guys who have uh, of the same age. So they very much leaned on that. A lot of guys helped with that. Um, Kalen Deloge, Malcolm Ray, uh, trying to think who else, uh, Kurt Fan, yep. Derek McClendon. So there were several of them. I'm probably forgetting one even or the, two. Even I the think guys who were enrolled like Jaleel McRae and right, Raymond Wood, the, the third. Yeah. Yeah, a half dozen early enrollees were there too. So you have those guys who are of the same age, of the same class, going through the same process, all kind of in the year of these guys who are uncommitted. But in general, I mean, I they didn't seem to really enjoy themselves and really like the program. And pretty consistent theme was family atmosphere. Coach Taggart and his staff are a little bit different than the other staffs those guys deal with. Um, a little more personable, a little more uh, just kind of relatable for a lot of these kids and that's kind of the way it all came off can i can i paint a picture real quick for for our listeners yeah let's do so that's that's what you want here josh so outside of the moore center in the bowels of doe campbell stadium uh, by the bobby bowden statue is where all the action really happens and you, there's all these different cars dropping off kids, you know, these nice SUVs, car services that are part of the official visit weekend, dropping off kids. And golf to, carts. And golf carts, although not, yeah, golf carts. That's more like the junior day deal, though, I think. But but surrounding the, you know, kind of a, a, around the Moore Center, there's a handful of benches. And that's where Chris Nee lives <laughs> for, like, a, probably a quarter of his life like his butt is on that bench constantly and i like to go and help out with the official visit weekends occasionally uh more or less like if they need you know like if you guys need my help because i just try not to mess up too much but it's like to be it's fun to be a fly on the wall and just see like this is what chris does this is his life is on the bench sees a kid coming 
grabs his camera, runs up, takes pictures, says hi, sits back down, writes an update, waits for them to come out. And it's like that, you know, what, there was 11 guys this weekend? Every yeah, single time. Visitors. Yeah. <laughs> so so this happens about, you know, 20, 22 times in a day where he's getting up, BSing with the kid, sits back down. And there's other reporters for other networks and stuff there, too. Uh, but but the stuff you get to see throughout the day is actually a lot of fun uh, because you you get to see uh, players interacting with each other. We got to see one I won't mention his name uh, carrying out breakfast and drop French toast sticks. And the oh, look on, the look it, on it Chris's was, face was, was painful. Yeah, <laughs> you, you could see it happening. You saw he he was carrying it on either a notebook or a playbook, and it just kind of bent on him, and the plate was going, and the, you the saw those French toast thin. sticks. Set. They 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 hit they hit the ground and uh, and Chris's heart sank uh, as the as the French toast sticks hit the ground. That, uh, that yeah. is tragic. It is, but uh, anyways, so it gives you a lot of access that you normally don't get just to kind of see how things are operating, get an actual feel and, and vibe for for what's going on and who's actually excited. It was really cold and, and uncomfortable outside, but you know we toughed through for our for our readers, and and that's why you guys sign up for you know buy one month get five free because you have a warrior like Chris Nee out there. Um, so was the, it similar to the junior days where the coaches all came and walked them to the cars or was it, was it, uh, a, there was a healthy amount of greeting because there were kids in and out of facility, you know, the greeting group would kind of differ at times. It would be a lot of the assistants on field assistants at other times. It would be more of the GA quality control types with a select few assistants, um, usually when a kid was leaving, he was walked out of the building by, you know, if it's so they did a healthy amount of that. We didn't see a whole lot of Willie. I think he was pretty consistently in his office talking to the kids, but outside of that, we saw the staff continually rotating through the floor level of the Moore center. All right. So we have a couple other guys that were committed that came. I think the, Big one to lock up was Brendan Gant. I'll throw that to you, Josh, because you wrote the Brendan Gant story, I believe. Uh, but that's a highly rated four-star safety that uh, you felt good about, but was still looking to maybe take one more official, and that doesn't seem to be happening now. Uh, yeah, no, Florida State did a great job there. That was the that was the mission going in was to get Brendan Gant to shut it down. We kind of had a feeling he would. I mean. Gant had had mentioned taking a visit to Miami. That was pretty much, and that was back in early January. But that was pretty much off the table. And he had mentioned going to LSU, and his reasoning behind that was more so as a family trip. He said he wanted to go um, see Grambling as well. His dad had played there and is in the Hall of Fame, and he had never been to uh, Louisiana. So I don't think. He really intended on taking those other visits, but look, it's great that he publicly announced that he's shutting it down because what it really does is it frees the staff up to go recruit and to go, whether that be for 2020 or 2019, having Brendan Gant off the list right now is one less worry for Florida State as they try to fill their needs. And the one other guy that I can think of, making sure I have my notes right, but that's Quayshon Fuller, who I'm not entirely sure, like, I think he likes to keep Chris waiting on said bed because <laughs> uh, he gets there damn early and he stays late. And that's a consistent theme now with the unofficial visit in December. He was the last one to leave by far. And uh, I have no idea what time he left Doak. I, I rolled out at around 2 p.m. because I had a sick wife at home. Uh, Chris, how much longer were you there waiting to, to get Sean? 
4.35 p.m., so three more hours. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> he's a mar- – um, FSU-Bama, that's pretty much what it boils down to. He still plans to go see Alabama this coming weekend, but he loves FSU. Mom's all in on FSU, and he's very close to his mother. I don't think there's a whole lot of reason to be concerned outside of the fact it is Alabama. But in the same token, I'm not sure Alabama will have room. They're they're moving a lot of chess pieces around the table, and they only have room for so many. His mom baked FSU coaches a cake. Like, yeah. done, done deal. She, we're, she, we're done here. Yeah, I fully expect him to end up at FSU at this point. Yeah, I, I had my crystal ball. I think I took it off of him at one point in the summer. I don't know if I could put it back on, but no one cares. No, no, no one cares. About That's double balls. dipping, Brennan. All right. Well, speaking Just, of yeah. <laughs> speaking of crystal balls, uh, there's a quarterback uh, who was visiting this weekend. Uh, one that the staff likes quite a bit. That they were kind of I don't want to say slow rolling, but no, I will say slow rolling. They were bringing him along slowly when Sam Howell was involved. Uh, it's a quarterback from Louisiana. We got his name. Yes, yeah. it's not le- it's not legendary. But do you want to nope. try to pronounce it, Chris? Nope, I'm just going to call him Lance. It is Lance Lejeune. 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 Yes, uh, seriously, that's how it's pronounced. Apparently, uh, we confirmed it with with FSU side. Lejeune. I went and I listened to like a like a French dialect thing like three or four times today to be able to say it correctly. It's Lejeune. So Lance Lejeune. Um, Lance. <laughs> um, but but Lance was was here for an official visit, and by all accounts, guys, we heard it went really well. And I know Josh, you put your crystal ball in for him. Chris, if I'm not mistaken, you did as well. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. I mean, I put mine in like a month ago, so y'all just oh, copied me. Wow. But Ooh, when did Chris put his in? Last yeah. evening. Yeah, it's very. I did not know this. Very Chris, quiet, right? That's what I was sure. Yeah, I creep in the shadows. I just yeah. I go quietly about my business. I like it. Anyway, go ahead, Brendan. What do you want me to go ahead with? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the pressure. All right, I'll, I'll lay it out with Lance. Yeah. Came with mom. Uh, Bryles made it clear how he fits the system and that his fingerprints are on, on his recruitment. FSU's been involved actually for about a year, but as Brendan said, they kind of slow played it because Howell's feelings would get hurt if they truly went after a second quarterback. Um, <laughs> Now, obviously, they can go all out and do what they – why are you laughing about that? It's true. They're, I'm, I'm laughing I'm laughing because it is true. It, it, and it wasn't just Sam's feelings. It was his dad's feelings too. But uh, anyways, I, I digress. I think Chris froze again. Josh, you take it. Don't let Chris start yeah. talking again. No. You can ask who. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't freeze. Uh, <laughs> All right. So here's I, Chris. Chris can lay out like a, a real good description of what went on this weekend with Lance. But if you take a step back from the whole situation and think about it, heading into the visit, we were very we were convinced that it was either FSU or Miami. Um, those were the two teams that were active with him uh, up until this weekend, really. Um, and Miami landed a quarterback over the weekend. So that leaves FSU that has a relationship with Lance. Yes, Maryland jumped in, and yes, he's going to take a visit last minute. But look at it this way. Florida State didn't sign a quarterback last year. They didn't sign a quarterback in the early signing period, and they don't have a quarterback committed right now. If you're an uncommitted quarterback, there is not a better situation in the entire country to walk into right now than at Florida State. 
I just can't imagine there. I, this is the reason I put the crystal ball in. There is no way in hell that he chooses Maryland over Florida state. Oh God, we have the sound clip. I'm going to keep playing that over and over again. If they don't land them. I mean, there's just, there, look, when you, when you, <laughs> when you, there's not a major D one program that didn't sign a quarterback last year. Right. Maybe, maybe a handful, maybe two or three. There's probably those teams probably signed a quarterback during the early signing period. How many of them lost a guy to the transfer if, portal? Or I, I want to do the research, but if by chance there's a team that didn't sign a QB last year and they didn't sign a QB in December, I guarantee there's a team out there that has one committed at least right now. Yeah. Safe to say that Florida State has the least amount of uh, quarterback commitments in the last year so and a half. Yeah. Lance, is, Lance is coming guys. Lance is coming. All right. Um, uh, he did have a good time on his visit. Too. We we've heard that consistently from multiple places that FSU I think feels good about it. Uh, yeah, and one other thing is I know the academics keeps getting brought up. Chris has talked about this previously. I, I word is that we're getting is that FSU is confident that it won't be an issue, so that everything will get taken care of. Obviously, you have to be really confident at this part at this point because, like Josh alluded to, not many quarterback options still left on the board. He's your primary guy right now. Uh, you're taking a risk, obviously, if, if that's not the case, but uh, grades should be fine. So, yeah, he should be good to go there. Uh, anything else on Lejean? Not really, other than mom really enjoyed it, and FSU still will try to get a second quarterback in this class in addition to him. And we'll get into Chris, that. How, Chris, how important do you think a second quarterback is if it's Plumley? How important do you think Plum- – I'll just ask you that. How important do you think Plumley is moving forward? Well, with Plumlee, you got to worry about baseball stealing him away. I think he'll be a potential top 10 round draft pick kid. So that's a possibility going down the road. And the other thing with him is that, um, you know, I, I think it's important because you don't know how that room's going to play out after spring football for FSU. Yeah. So to a degree, there's risk that neither of them will make it to campus <laughs> to a degree. Stop uh, being a negative Nancy. It wouldn't be FSU football currently if there wasn't some drama in the quarterback room or before. I'm just mapping out my life room. for the next six months, Chris. Like these are just these are just answers. These are questions that we're going to have to have answers for for the next six months. Hey, here, here's um, here, here's a question: if, if FSU lands them, is it John Reese Plumley or John Rice Plumley? It's John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, another guy that had a really interesting recruitment and I guess storyline developed during this weekend. And, and this is why I put in the crystal ball for him. It's kind of the same reason why John or sorry, John, I'm getting, getting guys. You got John now. on the brain. I do. I got John on the brain. Uh, why, why Josh put uh crystal ball in for uh Lejeune and that's uh, Alante Brown. Uh, basically he goes to Florida state. He's a, a quarterback receiver, running back athlete uh, that was committed to Michigan state and, and they pull his offer on the visit uh in my mind you know you have you take that florida state visit if you're him uh and you know that's maybe a possibility and then you have maybe one more official visit that you can take maybe two if you can get him in quickly uh but there's at least a 50 50 shot that he's going to florida state and that's worst case scenario that's why i put in the crystal ball uh that's a really dynamic athlete a guy who's a high high riser fast riser and a 24 7 uh, you know, final top two, four, seven. So uh, a guy that FSU's got in on late, but looks to have uh, right now, at least a coin flip chance at, if not better. Yeah. FSU likes him as a running back slash inside slot receiver. Um, he really liked it. Mom really liked it. The one stumbling block with him is distance. I think he can get over it, but it's something they're going to have to kind of chip away at. 
He may still take another official or even two this coming week. Pitt, Tennessee, Iowa State, uh, Texas Tech. Those are the schools that he's considering. But I would say clearly right now FSU is the front runner. Can I can I talk? Yeah, go go for it. Um, I didn't put a crystal ball pick in for Brown to FSU yet. Probably, I probably will in the coming days. I just wanted to wait. I'm I'm more of the conservative one of the three of us. So uh, <laughs> the guy with the seventy percent hit rate. <laughs> I'm just taking my time on this one. But yeah, I as we said on the preview, I think that it that he this is a guy that FSU should find room for. I think they will find room for him. Um, hearing everything coming out of the visit. I like it. I think they need more players like this on offense. So um, it sounds like a good weekend and I probably will put in a crystal ball pick for him. Just want to dot my eyes and cross my T's a little bit, Brendan. You're always responsible. And I think that's why people appreciate you so much. One thing to add on Alante, he really wanted to hear receiver more than running back this weekend. And while they're recruiting him as a running back, the way they intend to use him is appealing enough to him as a receiver that I think they got over that issue. Chris, our uh, our Michigan area writer, what's his name? I'm blanking on it right now. Scott? No, Alan no. True. Alan, You're yeah. About, yeah. A- and uh, Alan wrote, had a nice little write-up on him that was on our message board, essentially saying that, that he's really, really natural receiving uh, as a receiver, and you saw that in 7-on-7 seven seven circuit. That's not on his highlight tape. He's a quarterback, uh, but apparently just a really natural, fluid receiver uh, for, for those who've seen him in person, and that's one of the reasons why he's he's gone up the rankings so much. Am I right there, Chris? You said fluid. I did. Uh, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we had someone make a bingo board for us. Um, and I, I don't know. I got to find a way how to integrate that into either on the message board. But it was dead on. Yeah, Others was spelling my name incorrectly, but that's fine. That kind of is on brand anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. Let's go to Eugene Asante. That's another high riser guy who went from like 800 in the in the. Uh, 247 rankings to like 180 something I think right now uh, I think there's concerns about his size he's a little bit smaller but but and big enough I think to to certainly make an impact uh, not not tiny by any means got to see him in person uh, Chris I'll keep that to you because you got a chance to interview him he's a little bit of a different cat but uh, yeah but, but yeah, I liked it I dug I, I digged it like he was he's I, I liked I liked his vibe why is he different he, he's just Cut a different way than your average. Well, well, he had, and I'm not interrupting Chris. It's just his his crappy Havana connection went out there, and he denies that that's happening. But Josh can back me up on that, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> the way he thinks, <laughs> like it stops and then it fast forwards it all, and Chris is denying that it's happening. You poor bastard! You have no idea. Uh, but he came out with these tiny black sunglasses. Uh, he looked like Jason Statham from the Transporter with them. Uh, and apparently he'd been rotating his glasses all week. So he has like big, thick brimmed ones. And then he has these tiny little black ones. I don't know. He's just, just a, a different, I got you. different kid. He reminds me of you, Josh, basically. He's, he's a unique individual, <laughs> but as far as the uh, visit, he didn't come with his parents. I believe there's a situation with his father that wouldn't allow him to travel. Um, so that's obviously kind of a negative for FSU, but he did come with a family member. I believe it was a brother, an older brother. It was not Larry Asante who played at Nebraska, a different brother. And then he also came with somebody who's a teammate, who's kind of a host family for him, who's helping with the situation back home. Um, so he enjoyed himself. He liked it. He said, oh, this is killing us right now. 
This is killing us. We got to stall until you're on your toes. All right, take over again, Chris. Go. Where was I? When I-, <laughs> I don't know. I just panicked. I just panicked and started no. talking. No, it's not my fault. You live in the middle of. Um, okay. Take it well, up with Comcast. <laughs> uh, but you were saying that it, that his host was there uh, and that his brother was there, so he did have people there with the visit. But it's hard to get a read on Eugene. Like, I think that was the thing that, that I took away from being there for that interview is is he's being very methodical with his process. He's still got the UNC visit in line. Uh, he didn't show his hand at all when asked, like, if FSU is going to be his finalist. He said he wants to surprise everyone. Uh, so, again, just that was probably, of, of all the guys we spoke with, the one that you got the heart, the, the one that showed the least of anything. And I don't want to say that was, like, him not being interested. Uh, I just had a really hard time getting a read on him. Yeah, yeah. For, from reading your guys' updates, I felt the same way. What he said was very vanilla, kind of down the middle. Um, just didn't give tip his hand one way or another to, to very much. So I called around the network to get the feel for, you know, what our Virginia tech site is thinking and what will Fong thinks and what Doan thinks and what some of these other, uh, writers that have covered him in the area think. And they all, they're all giving FSU a shot. Um, and everybody says the same thing you guys are saying that, that he's a tough read, but I think the general consensus among the folks I talked to was that at the end of the day, they think he's going to stay closer to home at UNC or Virginia Tech. But FSU's not out of it. Um, does does Willie still have his in-home available or is that shot? I believe he still has his in-home. I believe Coach Woody's the only one that's been going up there with other members of the defensive staff. Right. So FSU still has a big card to play with Willie's in-home. Um, this isn't done, but I think this is just going to be one of those uh, recruitments that is going to be – exciting on signing day i don't think anybody's going to really have a a good read on where he's going yeah and i know he likes bud foster a lot and vtech was very early in his recruitment so they have those things going for him mm-hmm. you can never blame a, a defensive player for choosing to go play for bud foster that, that's a uh, especially a kid from virginia all right going down the list here charles moore I, uh, Josh, I, I was wrong. I said he was an outside guy, and you said, no, he's inside. FSU's recruiting him as a three technique primarily. Uh, Odell Hagens was speaking to him a lot. Yeah, I so think once, right you, on once you see him, that's what I was saying, because I, I just saw him in person. Mm-hmm. He def, he's built I – mean, I was going to ask you, Chris, and you on the pod, um, just that question has your opinion. So, Chris, you think D tackle after seeing him? Yeah, he's 275. He could get in a little better shape, but I don't think he's going to cycle so far down that the end makes more sense in the inside. Right. And he's 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 got a good frame, wide shoulders, and he's really light on his feet. I think he's he's a really good athletic defensive tackle. Yeah, well. I, I think, I think he's, he'd be a great strong side 3-4. Three, uh, three, yeah, I can see that too. I think he's kind of that body. All right. We got the feeling that he – enjoyed himself right i know he's been complimentary yeah, every place he's been at but oh, he, he has a good time he yeah. goes on visits and has a good time there's no doubt about that and that's that very clear the negative he came by himself there was nobody else with him so no family that's disappointing he's taken some other visits where there has been family um but the positive is that he really likes some of the guys he met at under armor and he liked the way they talked about FSU and all that stuff at Under Armour. That carried over to the visit. And what he learned about FSU and dealt with the people at FSU, he felt that was genuine. So that's definitely a selling point for FSU. But he'll go to LSU next week. He'll be feeling Baton Rouge. And then he'll truly go home and make a decision. I think any of the four, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, LSU, have a shot, truthfully. No crystal balls in for him yet, right, guys? 
No, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm unless it's like right before signing day. I, I don't think I'm in a position to put a pick in for him this week. You take your time with crazy recruitments. All right, let's. Uh, well, we're here. I think this is. I think I think Chris should write like five my five tips for crystal balling recruits. I'd like to read those. Don't do it like Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a good one make that josh all right so we're here at the big boys now three offensive linemen and man it's this i'll give credit to the fsu fan base and our readers like they know how important the offensive line is and anyone who watched the game this year like i you know it doesn't take like a football savant to figure it out but uh, when we write about the offensive linemen our readers pay attention and, and you guys know it's it's important. Uh, you got to win in the trenches. FSU struggled mightily there, uh, and they brought in three real big boys this week. And we'll go through each one. But uh, Intel says all three got along really well. I think FSU's trending in a nice direction for all three. Uh, I don't think I put a crystal ball in for any of them yet. I don't know if I feel comfortable with that, but uh, positive things happening at a major position of need for Florida State. Let's start with Ira Henry. That dude looks like what you want an offensive lineman to look like. He looks, he looks like he, he just looks like he just lifts constantly. Uh, that's yeah. not a sloppy body at all, man. He's he's ready to go. Yep, first dude off the bus. He definitely has that body look to him. Uh, you know, I kind of expected him to look more like a guard, and truthfully, I came away thinking that dude can play tackle just from a body standpoint. And Chris we'll never thinks he... anyone can play tackle either, so this is an impressive, impressive development. I'm, I'm all about guards, and I'm all about safeties. You are. Um, but no, Ira looked great. He really enjoyed himself. Both parents were with him. FSU made a big, big push. Uh, hang on. We're delaying for the, the Havana connection for Chris. I wonder if our audience is going to get annoyed by this or find it endearing. Got some work to do. You got like 10 seconds of it uh, until it does it again. Go. 10 seconds speed, speed dating. Go. Me? Yes. Uh, five Mom, seconds. Dad. Mom, dad, both came, both liked it. FSU or Auburn, he loved his visit. He really enjoyed himself. He knows FSU has a need there. It was his dream offer when he got it. Oh, I like it. <laughs> we should just do every single one like this. It'll be a much quicker process. Are, hey, guys, are we willing to label Ira Henry and Kamar Bell a package deal? No, I don't think so. I know they're talking on Twitter like that, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I truthfully think it's more likely they split. FSU and Auburn, then they end up at the same. Which one, if you could only get one, would you rather have? Ooh, how about I would, Ira I, Henry? I, I would rather have Ira Henry. I because think of the ability to play talented. outside? Yeah, yeah, I think he's the more talented of the two. It'd be it'd be nice to sign an offensive tackle out of high school in 2019. <laughs> yeah, yes. There, there's Darius Washington. Hang on, hang on, let's get to Kamar Bell real quick, then we'll go to Darius Washington uh, to, to finish it off. Let's go to Kamar real quick. He's from... Cole Kitt County uh, as well, uh, and big dude. Uh, he lived up to the hype as far as what we thought he was going to look like physically. That's like 320, 330, and every bit of it. Uh, and FSU seemed to make headway with him too, almost, almost or so much so that he's looking to maybe return for a uh, an unofficial visit next weekend. Or is that just a visit high? I don't know. That's the question, isn't it? That's why they pay you guys money big. to figure that That'd out. Be, well, we'll know more. It's going to be an unofficial visit, so we'll know more by the end of the week. But, hey, if I if I hear that he's coming to campus and he steps foot back in Tallahassee, I'm putting that crystal ball oh, pick in. Same that, here. That would speak volumes. That would be a great 
uh, reassurance for FSU fans because um, we're not expecting him to commit. I, I doubt any of these kids go public before signing day, but seeing him come to campus this weekend would be almost like a commitment. Yeah, Kamara's mom, I think, wants him at FSU from the way he talked about the distance factor with her. Um, Auburn's been in there longer than FSU as far as an offer and truly pursuing him. But he really liked it, and he understands the need. <laughs> I'm giving Chris the wrap-up music. Uh, yeah, it'd be big to get him get him back down here. What Moultrie's an hour and change away, so it, it's certainly uh, feasible. Is uh, is his? Oh, is it? Uh, who's the teammate? Jay Ward. Jay Ward. Is the I was, I was back. trying to. I, I knew Travis Jay kept coming up in my mind. Is he coming down for an official? He's yeah. he's got official scheduled, but like we saw last week, I mean, he was scheduled to come in and then change it at the last minute, pushed back to this weekend. And we know he had a great trip to Kentucky. It's a team that he's been previously committed to. Um, he didn't announce anything as far as a commitment. We expect him to do that on signing day. But I would, yeah, the plan that you know that we're all expecting is him for to come in on this weekend for his official. But I think it's something to keep an eye on through the week. And FSC will do their in-home with him this week as well. Well, he actually saw Taggart last week to kind of smooth things over and get the official locked in, even though it got moved a week. That's right. what came of the Taggart visit. But yeah, FSU right. will be back there. I, I think he takes a visit because it's not too far from home. All right. Darius Washington, the last of our official visitors, I believe, unless I'm forgetting someone. That's your guy, Brendan. Uh, it's your uh, time to shine. I, Spotlight's on you, I bud. know I don't do well with the spotlight on me. I will say it's been really cool to see the development in his recruitment from him getting the Florida State offer a week ago to see how the fan base responded to it. They know that he's fairly local from Pensacola. They know that his uncle's an FSU fan, and it meant a lot to the family to get the offer and get the experience to come for an official visit. I, I think that's all really cool. And I think it was smart of Florida State to wake up and see you have a talented uh, let's see, versatile tackle guard who's right down the road on I-10 uh, that, that's been interested for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was smart of them to finally extend the offer. They get him on campus for the official visit. Again, I think Florida State made inroads with all three of the offensive linemen. That includes Darius. Uh, he's committed to Mississippi State. And, and there's obviously a final uh, – you know, final week of evaluation is going to have to go on for the family. They've taken all five official visits, including two to Miami, so six officials you know, total. Uh, but, man, I, I think that Florida State's put itself in position to to be in the mix here and, and be in consideration, and, and it's about time. Uh, that's that's all I can say on that. Do you have any, any insight to add to it? I think Miami is the biggest competition to FSU. I'm not even sure it's at Mississippi State any longer, truthfully. I, I don't know. I think him not going – you know, you talked, Chris, to our Mississippi State uh, site, and, and I think that there was a feeling, correct me if I'm wrong, that him not going to Mississippi State for the unofficial and instead going to Florida State for the official was pretty telling. Yeah, he's been telling the Mississippi State coaches everything he's done. He's been very upfront with them. They feel good about him, but they were not uh, trying to think of Oh. You'll have time to think about it because you paused for a second there. Damn Quincy internet connection. I think we may have lost Chris for good. Um, well, I'll say this. Right. I, I, I don't know. live in Quincy. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to keep pushing it further out. Um, I, I think 
that Mississippi, I don't think, I know that Mississippi State, this is coming from other schools, Mississippi State was worried about Florida State jumping in the picture late. Uh, that comes to fruition, obviously, this past weekend when he goes to Florida State for the official instead of going to Mississippi State for the unofficial. So, again, I, mean, I like Darius's game a lot. I've liked it since I first got to see his film almost a year ago. Uh, I think he's... You know, he's someone who's going to keep growing, filling out into his body, you know, into his frame. He's about 285 or so right now, 6'4". Uh, I don't know why you keep showing me the phone, Chris. I don't understand what's happening. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> Jay Ward says his official visit is still on. He expects FSU by Thursday. Nice. Oh, you were texting me stuff? Uh, no, I was texting Brendan. him. Brendan. Yes. You're, do you have a crystal ball pick in on Darius? Did you put it in on FSU when he got offered? No, I didn't. All right, so what's your prediction on him? Um, you think I, he's want, going? I want to see if he came to FSU for the official visit. The fact that he came, um, I would lean towards Florida State right now. That That's not me knowing anything specifically. That's just me saying him coming for that official spoke volumes. But, so how do, how do we think they finish? Well, real quick before we get into that, and, and let's do that with Shimon Cooper real quick, Chris, or someone. Well, Chris, as long no, let's talk about that. That was weird, no? You don't want to? He's, they shuttled him. He got to the airport. He got cold feet. He didn't come. They talked to him on the phone. Who knows what will happen next? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was great. All right, yeah, that's uh, that sums it up well. I love covering recruiting because you get this kind of fun stuff. Uh, and, and who knows, like he may still be on the like radar for coming this weekend. We don't know yet. Uh, and obviously at this point, it's a wild card for him because I don't think he knows yet either. Uh, Illinois, our Illinois site was saying that uh, there's some resentment from the family, the way that Illinois kind of pressured him to not come down to Florida State. I don't know how that ends up impacting things. I, I truly don't. But uh, that was a, another fun wrinkle to the official visit weekend. All right. So how do we think they finish? Uh, well, do we want to go down guys that just this weekend who we think they're going to get? Is that how we want to play this? Nope. I say we speed date it. All right. Chris Nee from Bainbridge, Georgia. What do you got? What do you have to say? QB Wayne. <laughs> 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 <Cut off. laughs> take, take, take a lap. Time out for Chris. <laughs> All right. Why don't you, Brendan, why don't you just go around the horn and name the player? And then we just got to say with, with one word where we think he's going. Oh, I like that. It's as gonna, it stands now. I mean, this is just as it stands now. It's still going to freeze up when Chris gives his one-word answers. Right. All right, let's go down the list. Eugene Asante. No. no. Virginia Tech. <laughs> that wasn't the game, Chris. Virginia Tech. No, no, that's, no, that's a valid response. That's okay. fine. All right. Chris is giving me the double birds. Charles Moore. I have my crystal ball in Florida still right now. I'm well, going you, you with mean, no for now. You mean Silk made you put his crystal ball, put your crystal ball in for Florida? Maybe. Yeah. What did you have, Chris? No for now. I'll have no. Quayshawn Fowler, I say sticks with Florida State. No. Yep. Lance Lejeune. Yeah. No. He's got to be, right? He's got to be. <laughs> got to be. Josh is, just jo- Josh is all in. <laughs> uh, Ira Henry. No. I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes. Uh, we know Brendan Gant at this point. Alante Brown, I'm going to go with yes because I got the crystal ball in. Yeah, I'm going go, yeah. no. go with yes. All right. Both yeses? No. All right. 
you know, for people that can't hear this clearly, Josh, Noel could sound like no, just oh, yeah, true. Uh, yes, <laughs> FSU. Well, I don't know, whatever you want. <laughs> uh, God, this I'm is voting. a terrible production. Uh, Kamar Bell, Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. Yeah, I'll go with. I'll go with yes. Today well, I'm going I, with Florida State. I, I think that yep, Florida State. All right, Darius Washington. Uh, I'm going to go Florida State, guys. I am too. I'm saying not FSU. Okay. I think I think all three. I think it's more likely right now that all three the linemen come than not as we're recording this on Monday evening. That's good that? news, man. They need that. But when that doesn't happen, yeah. you all can remember this and tell me I'm an idiot. And yeah, so it'd be a great finish. All right, so three for three on these alignment would be big. <laughs> Luckily, I live in a shack in the woods. I can disappear anytime. <laughs> I like that this is hurting his feelings. What we're saying, where he lives, <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's it embarrassing. is. Uh, you're going to be all the way up in Moultrie by the time this podcast finishes. I don't even know what the hell you guys are talking about. Like small town, <laughs> South Georgia cities. Josh kind of looks like Clapton in the '70s right now. I've been trying to figure out this vibe going on with him the whole pod, but yeah. The hair is really long. The lighting's really, really weird too. Um, it's yeah. It's not that. It's not as dark as it looks. But yeah, my hair is really, really long, guys. Sure, remembers on those two. He's things. also got the Jesus beard going on. This has been the least favorite podcast I've recorded with you guys. I'm here, Brendan. I'm here. I'm excited. Yeah, this isn't actually your fault, Josh. It's not. This is Chris's <laughs> shitty internet connection from all the way up in Atlanta, Georgia. I didn't want to come to your house at 8 p.m. That would just be awkward. (laughs) The Sinone household is disgusting right now. There is a lot of uh, germs floating around, um, pneumonia. uh, Yeah, it's good times. Well, I'm trying to cook dinner. How are we we doing on time here? I think we're about to wrap it up. I just want to remind our readers, don't hang up before. Josh, I swear to God, don't hang up I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. Remind remind our listeners and readers, uh, people who who frequently venture the message board and and maybe who haven't uh, signed up yet, to uh two knolls 24 7 now's the time to do so you get six months for the price of one if enough people sign up i can move to an actual town or you could just buy a place that actually has internet connection yeah. um yeah and actually you can't because comcast tallahassee but uh but guys thanks for listening uh bearing with some technical difficulties chris and i will be together and united it's going to feel so good the next time we do one which I, I hopefully on friday we'll have a podcast for you guys i'm doing a little bit of traveling this week but uh, we want to preview the uh the final weekend of official visits and there's some big names on there so so we'll get to that but anything else before and a junior day oh and there's a junior day too josh you may be coming up to tallahassee is that is that what the rumor is if you want me to come up saturday i, I don't care i'm coming up all right, guys. Thanks for listening to the. I think Chris wants me to come up. I'm coming up. Uh, All right, that's it. Yeah, thanks come for listening. Hey, don't worry about the reviews this time. We sucked. Bye. Save me a seat on the bench, Chris. I'm coming up.